Hey, what's waters? Well, the holidays are upon us. Yes, they are. And retail shopping is in full gear. I don't know about you guys, but I have already received so many emails about holiday sales and it's not even what yeah it's like november 7th right anyway as we all know too well the challenges for retailers continue to pile up supply chain inflation labor shortages profitability i could keep going but i want this to be somewhat of a positive podcast um <laughs> but among the challenges which we here like to say are also massive opportunities is delivering proactive customer service to improve the overall shopping experience and this is super critical as the cost of acquisition continues to rise. We know it's five to 25 times more expensive than retaining an existing customer. So many retailers are actually shifting their focus to more loyalty and retention strategies. And really service is a huge part of that. But before I get way too carried away, and you already heard her in the background, I'm joined today with Celeste Richardson. Hi there. Hi, and Freddie Afif from our Industries Perspectives team. Hello. Hello. Okay, let's dive in. All right. So as you guys all know, part of our job as industry advisors is to continue to pull out themes from all of our customer conversations and from the industry in general. And one theme that has continued to come up from leaders who we've been talking to is how do I take my service center from a cost center to a revenue driver? So we decided to ask Freddie to build an industry perspective around this idea. But what we actually found out was that the industry really needs to think more broadly about the customer experience and think about customer service as an opportunity to be more proactive versus reactive. And from what we've seen, that doesn't always happen inside the four walls of a customer service center. So we wanted to broaden this topic because we are really seeing opportunities across retail organizations to create deeper customer engagement, boost lifetime value, and increase profitability. So having said all of that, Celeste, why don't you kick us off as to why this is such an important topic right now? Yeah. I mean, there's there's no surprise that customer expectations have completely changed. Uh, yep. And really, customers, they want this human, personalized experience, and they view this type of a experience as tons more important than the product that they're buying. So to answer this, I think a lot of retailers have leaned in hard on marketing and how do I personalize the experience and create a better relationship with my customer. But I think that the part of the experience that has been somewhat left behind is the customer service experience. Um, mm -hmm. And these are really, really vulnerable moments where something's not right and it's on the customer service team to fix it. Uh, but you know, I think that where we're coming at with this angle is what if retailers were able to be more proactive with customers so that customers don't feel as vulnerable in those moments and that they feel like the retailer actually has their back. And then that can help to really improve brand loyalty and, you know, customer lifetime value is a huge outcome of that. And to add to that, Matt, as you mentioned, the cost to acquire new customers has skyrocketed. And so retailers really need to dig their heels in on loyalty and retention, especially retaining their best customers throughout the entire customer experience. 94% of consumers say a positive service experience makes them more likely to purchase again. And 78% of consumers have actually made purchase decisions based on the quality of customer service. It's really amazing when you think about that. So, you know, Celeste, like you said, the experience is almost more or is more important than the product. And as you're saying, Freddie, is such a huge driver of people's decision to buy again, to retain, to be loyal, all those things. And um, it's huge. So, Having said that, how would you guys categorize some of the best-in-class examples of this proactive service experience that we're talking about? Are, are there any kind of retailers that stand out to you? 
Yeah, I would say that when you sort of look at the the group of digitally native brands, I think that they're really leading the way on a more proactive customer service experience. And so I think that there's a lot that retailers can be inspired by. And I'm not saying that this is like the only examples, but um, when you think about brands that proactively engage their customers, Glossier comes to mind. So they collect and respond to customer comments and messages on social. And then they really, they use all of that information and data to create individualized experiences with each engagement. So when we think about personalization and humanization, that is really important. And that's something that Glossier continues to do really well. And then when you think about focusing on customer success, Olali, they will actually go the extra mile. They will share updates when they restock a brand or add new products. And when you think about customers that are engaged on a website and showing interest in a product or a collection, that's just an easy win for the brand or retailer to just send them a flag like, hey, this thing that you've been looking at for the last two months is finally back in stock. Do you want to buy it now? Like, That's an easy thing for them to say yes to. And then Wayfair, I actually had an amazing experience uh, recently with them. So I purchased a rug and it had a flaw. And so when I went to kind of report that and figure out what I had to do next, right, to send it back or whatever, they actually offered a ton of choices. So they offered either a discount to keep the damaged rug. They offered me a replacement or a full refund. And when I actually thought about it, I'm like, okay, well, I can actually just hide this flaw in the rug with my chairs and table. And so I I decided to keep it and just take the discount. And I feel like giving me that power of choice took the vulnerability out of that experience and made me feel really satisfied with that outcome. And so I think that that was just a really easy way to like make sure that you're reconciling the issue in the way that the customer feels is appropriate. Yeah, no, totally agree. And you know, it's interesting when you talk about this idea of choice. I also think I just want to add one more example in here, which I think really speaks to this idea of, you know, being proactive or doing the most you can versus the least that you can, which I think has been more of the kind of standard in the industry of how little can we get away with to make this right. And so I was actually um this guy Kurt Harding, who's on LinkedIn, uh, who has a podcast, he wrote this kind of post on LinkedIn about an all birds purchase. So he just got in the shoes, long story short, his dog ate one of them the day after they arrived. Right. So oh. he emails all birds. I know, right. Wah, wah. But he emails them that regret this is an all birds issue. Right. I mean, it's his dog. It's not theirs. Um, but he actually sent them an email asking, like telling them what happened, hoping maybe they'd offer a coupon or something. Anyway, they responded immediately telling him that they were gonna give him a full refund and they even paid for shipping. Right. But I love this in the email. They even added, please don't be angry with your puppy, which means it Aww. wasn't just a, it wasn't just like a form letter or a bot. Right. Um, and so what he, what I think is so interesting, he says, of course I ordered a new pair right away. So not only did they not lose a customer, but then he felt the need to post this. And when this is what's actually incredible to me, when you think about how good this can be for your top line and for your growth and for your market share, this guy only has 3,500 followers on LinkedIn, but Anyone want to guess how many likes his post got? Oh boy, it had to be a ton, right? Last count, 97,580, 4,300 comments and 635 (laughs) reposts. So when you think about doing the right thing for the customer and how it actually can help you drive business, this is a great example. Wow, that's incredible. I know, right? That's really amazing. So actually, in all those examples you guys just talked about, I think what we're seeing is that a more proactive service approach can really drive satisfaction, customer understanding. And exactly as you mentioned, Matt, that can really help drive higher profits for retailers. Totally. When you make the customer happy and you're focused on their satisfaction, you're driving their loyalty, 
these customers that are more loyal are usually more profitable. They shop more frequently. They have higher spend. They also really love to talk to their <laughs> friends and loved ones about their favorite things and where they got them. And yep. that's usually a great reference to have for another customer to go out and buy that product. <laughs> that's so true. But if you think about how do you really drive customer satisfaction, the more you know about your customer, the more feedback you get on their experience. I think that's where there's a massive opportunity for retailers to focus on. Oh, my God, totally. And, and Freddie, as you know, and Celeste, you know, this too, this research that we have around how brands are doing, building these relationships with their customers digitally specifically, what we see is that 68% of customers who see brands as focused on relationships. So essentially what you said, Freddie, getting to know them, understand their likes, their preferences, really, truly personalizing their experience in a relevant way. They are much more inclined to buy from brands that try to know them. So to your point about retention and profitability and all those things, it is the juice is worth the squeeze to actually really focus on getting to know and care for your customers. Yeah. Well, and we're also seeing that this proactive customer service approach has a direct revenue contribution. And so I think that there is a lot of reasons to try new things within a proactive service approach. So when you think about upselling and cross-selling, so retailers, including service info on empty search pages, can I help you find what you're looking for? Little things like that is an easy win to get a customer to like the place that they think that they should be. Um, having live chat in the cart when a customer is trying to transact and something's not working right for them. Uh, you know, I think that being able to intercept those opportunities to save the sale is really, really important so that you, a customer just doesn't bounce if they're having a, a, a struggle at the cart or checkout option. And then when you think about selling in service centers, this is really about turning cost centers into revenue drivers. And 10 to 30% of e-commerce revenues come from cross-sell and upsell. And so when you give a customer service agent information about the customer, the right information about the customer, what are their likes and preferences or product recommendations, this gives them the opportunity to really sell the customer something else that might go along with something that they already have, uh, or when they're making a return, turn it into an exchange and save the sale again. And then there's also greater efficiency and profits. So when you limit returns, you know, returns are a huge issue for retailers, especially as we've seen growth in e-commerce. We've seen, I know we've seen <laughs> a lot more returns from this channel. So you know, we can really help to have more efficiency when we can reduce those those returns. And so, you know, again, if you're helping customers navigate getting the right size or the right shade of makeup on the first part of the sale, you can limit returns on the back end. So I, I think that there's just so many components and being more proactive and, and really engaging with customers before they transact that can really help to drive more efficiency and profits. Yeah. First of all, this is all incredibly compelling, right? On why retailers need to think about this and not to play the want, want devil's advocate, but we also know that there are a number of challenges that retailers face when trying to take this approach, right? So for example, there's a lot of pressure on budgets, especially now, right? We're a low margin business. We can't afford our gold plated customer service. Our systems don't talk to each other, which makes it really hard to access key information. And our number one challenge is attracting, retaining good employees, right? all real. We know this, we live this, we see this. So these are really realistic and valid. Freddie, can you share with us some ideas on what retailers can and should do to make this shift in their experience? 
Thanks, Matt. Well, the first step is really around articulating the shopper experience objectives of your business and aligning your KPIs to that. So what is the shopper experience that you want to achieve based on the segment you're in, your business model, and what's really right for you? Once you define what you want to get out of your service, it's very important to figure out what are the KPIs that will actually help measure against those objectives beyond the old school KPIs of just cost efficiency. What are the KPIs that are really going to help you deliver a more superior customer service experience? Once you do that, you need to embrace a broader role for service in driving the shopper experience beyond just that post-purchase customer service center touchpoint. For example, by proactively engaging with customers across their shopping journey through the channels that are most relevant for them, such as social media, which is gaining a lot of traction these days. Organize your business around the customer experience. How do you set up your organization and embed service in every function from sales and marketing to service and operations? Really critical to do anything around serving your customer in the best way possible. You really need to create a single view of the customer across your organization. So every function and every touch point that the customer has with the company has a full view of everything they know about the customer. And last but not least, help your employees across the organization serve customers better through education, the right tools and the right processes. I love this. And th these are all incredible, Freddie. And I really love how you brought defining KPIs, which of course we would like to think is a no brainer. But what we actually see is that every silo inside a retailer operates on their own KPIs to measure success based on the data that they have access to, right? So it's definitely not a connected experience from end to end. And this is where your point on organizing the business around customer experience and breaking down functional silos is super critical. So are you trying to drive customer satisfaction, which should be NPS? Are you trying to increase customer loyalty, which be customer lifetime value? Are you trying to meet your budget constraints, which would be a percent of budget spent? So maybe it's all of the above or others, but once you define what your goals are, then you can target the right KPIs that align with those outcomes. However, one of the most critical aspects of this is having, as Freddie said, a single view of the customer. So you can have all the right data to measure these KPIs. We need to be able to collect and connect data from service, marketing, and loyalty, among others, to be able to activate the right strategies to hit the desired outcomes, right? So having said that, I'm going to step off my KPI soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I was like, one another thing, um, but it's very important stuff. So who are some of the gleaning examples that we can look at? Ooh. Are there any when we think about these strategies? Well, there's a great example from Tesco Mobile here in the UK. And I think it shows how a retailer can embrace a broader role for customer service in driving the shopping experience. So as we know, social media is a huge part of society today. And Tesco is actually connecting with shoppers where it's best for them. For many, this isn't social. And they've been using social media to engage and support their customers. So they'll connect with customers who have recently signed up for the company's mobile service and proactively ask them about their experience and if there's anything else they can do to help. I also love that they add an element of humor to their engagements with the customers, which really helps to humanize the experience. Ooh, totally. I love that. So actually Target, they recently hired a chief guest experience officer, and that really helped to put an emphasis on personalization and humanizing that guest experience. And this office helps to really bring together the digital marketing and tech team. So Matt, you brought up the, the siloed organizations. And I think that when you really put someone in charge of the customer experience or the guest experience and targets example, it helps to organize the teams uh, that are all in their own sort of uh, silos 
and really takes them to a customer experience silo. <laughs> if you, it, uh, it helps still to a enable, silo, but still a much silo, bigger but yeah. a bigger <laughs> one. Yeah, and it enables the collaboration between service, sales, and marketing and operations, and integrates service functions into the business units by linking uh, service performance into the key metrics KPIs <laughs> of each business unit. And so to bring this to life, you know, I think Target, who arguably sets the standard for like a great curbside fulfillment experience has even more options now. So I can make a return curbside. I can also order Starbucks at Target and have it delivered to me curbside. So these team members who are responsible for fulfillment now have an even broader role in the customer experience and making that customer uh, super happy throughout you know, even their fulfillment pickup. So I just think, you know, that that's a cool way that Target has really rethought about the guest experience and putting one person in charge to really bring those teams together, I think is really, really important. Totally. And I, I think that is so cool. And I think one of the things that I know that we talk a lot about is that people focus on what they get rewarded for, right? So everyone has to have skin in the game. Otherwise, they won't actually think of it as important. Mm -hmm. So like you were saying, and Freddie, like you were saying, everyone needs to not only have a single view of the customer, but has to have a single focus on what they're trying to accomplish through those KPIs and making sure that they get either rewarded or measured on them. So these are all awesome. There is, however, one more area that I think we should highlight, and it's really around how do you enable employees, right, to serve customers better? And you've got to do that through giving them better tools, support, and training. And so it's interesting, Walmart just launched one global Walmart Academy to help associates build uh, their careers by focusing on and developing job skills, growing future skills, and building leadership skills for manager. So it's interesting, this investment um, is really building on employee capabilities, has a link, as we know, to retention and revenue. And it's interesting, not to show my age, but I remember this was a big thing when I started in kind of, um, you know, in the retail world is having worked for an organization, May Company, if you remember those people, where they had executive training, where they really went deep. And it was a long investment to make sure the people that were coming on board had the skills to be able to do their jobs. And so I think it's great to see that some brands and retailers are really realizing that they've got to make these jobs into careers, or at least give people reasons to want to come back to work versus just the paycheck, which we know is not great sometimes in, in retail anyway, right? And we also know happy and engaged employees drive better customer experience and lead to faster growth. We know this, yeah. right? So I know, right? Imagine that. I love that. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> exactly. You heard it here first, people. Uh, well, anyway, Freddie, Celeste, this was awesome. Thank you for helping break this down. And for you, What's Waters, if any of you are interested in learning more about this perspective, please check it out, the actual industry perspective on service on our Industry Advisor Highspot page. Thank you, Freddie, for doing such an amazing job and kind of writing this. Um, or Slack us on the RCG Advisor Corner. As always, thanks for listening to the What's What. Until next time, everyone, have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.